0: Warning, this episode contains spoilers for all of Firefly, and may contain spoilers for Buffy, Angel, Dollhouse, and other TV shows. The podcast you're listening to is part of the Between the Lines Studios network. To find more great podcasts,
1: please visit www.betweenthelinestudios.com.
0: Here's how it is. The Earth got a shiny TV show named Firefly, and then it got taken off the air group of fans, they form the brown coats, but there's still some need teaching in the ways of the verse. So, I'm Malcolm Reynolds, this here is Serenity, and we're still flying.
1: Thank you for calling, leave me a message please, tell me what day and what month and what year it is, cause I'm not here, no baby I'm not home,
2: the lights are on for sure, but maybe the occupants have flown, I'll catch you later love, Uh oh, goodbye.
3: Hello and welcome to Still Flying. This is the response cast for Still Flying, the intro cast. Um, If you're not quite sure what's going on here, this is the spoilerific version of the um, Still Flying podcast where we get to respond to the. the newbies and their thoughts of the first episode of Firefly. So, I have with me here today an all star cast of people, starting out with Murray. I'm going to let him introduce himself and we'll go from there.
2: Hi, this is Murray. Um, I guess I've been uh, sci fi, I've, I've loved sci fi ever since I was a kid uh, from the original Star Trek and probably Doctor Who before that. So I'd been enjoying Angel and um, Buffy a lot before, and then I was lucky enough to hear that there was a new Joss Whedon sci-fi series coming out, um, about a f- just a few weeks before it came out. I, heard, I, I managed to see the first episode that was broadcast, and then couldn't find another one, and then completely by accident I saw the, the pilot broadcast, and was all excited because I thought it was uh, on hiatus and they were rebroadcasting or something, and then nothing. Mm-hmm. Weird.
3: All right, and we'll get more into that
1: stuff in a little bit. But thanks, Murray. Moving on. I'm Carol. Um, I actually was a Buffy fan and uh, had not heard of Firefly at all and was introduced to it after I suddenly realized just how big a Buffy fan I was and went online to see more about it, and people were talking about this Firefly show. So uh, eventually I actually met some people who had watched it and were willing to show me some. And that's how I, I checked it out. Um, as you say, we'll get into it more later.
4: I'm Ryan. I am part of the Bluth cast. I'm one of the newbies listening to that. Um, I got started with Firefly way after it came out. Uh, it's only been a couple of years like right before the movie even, that I even found the show, and it was one of those, you know, you see it on the, the the rack at the store, you see it, you see it, you see it, finally I just went ahead and bought it and watched it, and then watched it, and then watched it, and then watched it,
5: so.
3: <laughs> awesome, and for those of you who don't know who I am, I am Kim, I'm Tabs' other half <laughs> I'm the co-founder of Between Lines Studios and have a multitude of podcasts that deal with all of parts of the Jossverse and a few other things too. So, um, so yeah, uh, Marie kind of got us started off with this. Let's talk a little bit about the first time um, you saw Firefly. And uh, namely, there's, there's two questions to think about. Uh, first off, talk about the first time, and then second off, did you see this episode, Serenity, a.k.a. the pilot, first?
2: Uh, Well, so I, I explained, I actually saw the first one that was broadcast, The Train Job, first, and my instant reaction was, what this They said this was the first one, but we must have missed two or three episodes <laughs> so that that was instant, and then uh, I think I, I messed up the uh, recording the next week, and then we never found it again, and then we saw this one, and it, it had been it must have been three months in between, so it was kind of like coming to it for the first time um i'm I'm an ideal audience when when I'm watching something or deep in a book, even if I've read it before, I have that childlike ability to just forget everything and just go with the plot. So,
3: That's great. Did, uh, you, did you see it in the UK?
2: No, I was already living in, in Arizona.
1: Oh, great. I actually came to it kind of oddly because, um, as I say, I realized what a Buffy fan I was uh, very late after having been watching Buffy for a long time. And um, I was at a fundraiser for that Joss was holding. I don't know if anybody remembers that, but He was holding it for uh, one of the presidential candidates. And and I was in this room full of Whedon fans and said, I've never seen Firefly.
5: And that's kind of all
1: it took. (laughs) All of a sudden, everybody was saying, oh, oh, we have to show you. And someone had the DVDs, but I did not have time to watch all of it. So there was a general discussion in the room of what they should show me first in order to get me hooked. Yeah. And um, they did not choose the pilot, uh, partially because it was two hours long, and um, we didn't really have that long. Um, so they chose Out of Gas. Mm, wow. So, yeah, uh, yes. which, since it introduced a lot of the characters in many ways, um, I didn't understand what people were laughing about when Wash showed up with a mustache.
5: Mustache. Uh, <laughs>
1: the, Went, right, a lot of little things like that went right over my head, right. but um, I was very enthusiastic about seeing the rest of it after having seen that, and one of the fellows at that fundraiser turned out to work fairly close to where I worked, and he loaned me the DVDs, and I watched them through, gave them back to him, and bought myself a copy so I could rewatch them, and um, that was how I that was how I first saw it.
4: Well, like I said, I bought the DVDs when they had come out, so I watched the first one. Um, I watched the pilot first, but um, uh, and then watched it and watched it. I actually the only reason why I even picked it up was because of Joss Whedon's name. I know that's probably like how a lot of people got started watching it, but I was I'm a big fan of Angel. I like Buffy, but I'm a bigger fan of Angel, and then you get the Firefly, and that's just right within the same level of maturity that you see on Angel. So, plus, it had space, and everyone likes a good space western.
3: You're going to start some fights here, Ryan. Um,
4: <laughs> <laughs> all right, so
3: um, I actually watched Firefly first. Um, I had some friends that just were obsessed with it. They had been um, turn, tuned on to it through, I don't know, other friends of theirs, And just were talking about it constantly and how they couldn't stop watching it and how great it was. And I was like, well, okay. So I looked into it and got the disc. Um, It was a while before the movie came out. And um, my husband and I just really enjoyed it quite a bit. We watched all of them. And uh, then, actually, it was because of Firefly that I wound up watching Buffy. I was not interested until a friend of mine said, oh, it's that same guy that did Firefly, you know. (laughs) and I was like oh really wow and yeah and then from there it was it was madness um I love Firefly I always have my husband does too so it's a great fun thing that we'll always go back to um I love Buffy as well though and anyone who knows me knows that I do quite a bit with that I also really enjoy Angel um but you know and and there's something to be said about uh, the maturity but we can that's a n- discussion for another podcast <laughs> another podcast <yeah. laughs> I'll invite you on to happy land sometime Ryan we can have that
5: that discussion <laughs> anyway
3: um, so yeah um, all of us have had a chance to uh, listen to the actual intro cast so this is sort of like the companion to the intro cast and listen to the, the ladies' reactions to this, the first episode of Firefly. And they had some really interesting things to say. So who wants to start with some, some of their, um, the responses that you have to things that they had said?
2: I, I can dive in. Because right. one thing was, I thought it was a really wonderful idea, just the basic idea of following along beside somebody experiencing it for the first time. I think going back and getting that freshness again is is a wonderful idea, um, and it wasn't the first thing that was said, but I was right there when when one of them said that they um, they started watching it and stopped after a few minutes because it it opened with the war scene,
5: oh,
2: yes, and that that my heart sank when I watched the opening uh, <laughs> like seconds, and I thought, oh no, it's another space above and beyond or something. Yeah. I, thought, I I don't want a macho war buddy. Uh, thing to watch.
3: <laughs> I um, felt the that, same way.
2: Keep yeah, going. that's not what I like about um, Whedon stuff. I like the fact that it's it it manages to look at life um, very you know not cynicism's not the right word without taking things too seriously while still remaining in in the middle of stuff. Um, and I was really looking forward to him applying that to to sci-fi.
3: I had a very similar reaction, in fact like I said, I watched it with my husband, we watched it in order, and um, when I first started it I was like, oh, ready to turn it off, but he loved that part about it, he was really engaged, and so um, I was like fine, I'm just going to stick it out, and if anyone has (laughs) listened to Consulting Sherlock, there's an episode of Sherlock that starts out similarly, and I went, okay. I sat through it for a Firefly. It was, it was the pilot. Yeah, it
4: was the pilot. Yeah.
3: So, um, so yes, I learned my lesson that I can yeah. I can sit through it for a little bit and hope that something good will come out of it. Well,
2: so I, I mean, the the overexposure in the in the pyrotechnics also kind of pushed it down a little bit, and then it kind of it was rescued when they started doing something and the, the gag with shooting down the um, the the aircraft and then having to run away from it, that kept me going. And then when it cut to six years later, I thought, oh, this is background. Right. Awesome. <laughs> yes. Well,
4: yeah, I think it was Harriet going back to the uh, still flying part, the, the intro cast. I think it was Harriet that said that she didn't like the battle scene either. I'm wondering then maybe i love the battle scene to open it up. I mean... Um, I like good war movies. I like, you know, the Band of Brothers type thing. I, I enjoy that. So to me, it was just, you know, jump in in the middle of it and then let, let Joss write the universe around you.
1: Yeah, I thought it was a a reasonable thing to start with only to catch people's attention. I mean, yeah. uh, looking at it from a pa- practical point of view, I don't remember having a real reaction one way or another when I first saw it. I know I wasn't all that thrilled with the pilot as a whole. I liked all the background we got. I, I, I liked how intricate everything was. I liked how much we learned about everybody, but I was a little bored. Um, you know, I wasn't excited. Buy it per se. Um, now I watch it and I just love the way it's crafted.
4: So. Do you think it would have been a little less boring if they switched it up into two parts? You think that would have helped?
1: Um, I don't know. I don't know. I, it's. It is a lot. I think
4: episode.
1: it what, <laughs> I think you know. I think it was the I just, for some reason, was not immediately engaged by the characters. I think that really was what it came down to. It took me a while to, even though I had seen Out of Gas, um, which I liked a lot, um, the characters in Firefly, it took me a while to really be engaged by them. I don't know why.
2: Uh, no, I, I was fascinated. I, I, I really liked the fact that it um... I liked it as an opening much better than The Train Job, because apart mm. from that brief intro into jumping into the middle of stuff, and then you have the the space scene, which is obviously in the middle of something that's going on, the rest of it was laying the groundwork, and it was kind of showing you, like you said about intricacy, uh, there mm-hmm. were so many intricacies, and you could just see there were so many different ways this, this could go, so many different places it could explore, that, that really excited me. Yeah, I agree
1: it, totally, yeah about the train job. I accidentally saw the train job before Serenity because my DVDs automatically went to the train job first. I have no idea why. They kept doing that for a while. I don't know. Mm,
2: That happened to a friend of mine as well.
1: Oh, weird. Well, let's move on a little bit
3: um, to some other comments because I know we have a lot to say and not as much time as we'd like. Um, I know one thing I thought was just a quick little aside um, I thought it was great that they brought up the interracial couples, but when yeah. she mentioned it, I went, "Wait, there's an interracial couple?"
4: <laughs> <laughs> well, it's
2: like she said, it's never really mentioned. Hey, look. Hey. Right. Mhm. Yeah. You know, I don't even remember them mentioning the word interracial.
1: Yeah, um, they did. Or mentioned oh, race.
2: Period. Oh, yeah. oh you, you mean in the in the podcast
1: or
2: the show? Sorry. Oh, in the in the podcast.
4: Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, because Melanie said that she's actually in a interracial relationship and it was nice to see one well represented in uh, T V and actually, you know, where the race isn't even is. mentioned at all.
2: Right, yeah. That's funny I heard that as mature relationship. Well, it is that too. That too, yes, yes. absolutely. Yes, yeah. Of yeah. course we all no, know I...
3: what Joss does to happy and mature relationships.
4: <laughs> <laughs> Drives a stake right through the <laughs> heart. <laughs> <laughs>
1: You know, but Asian. yes, it
2: was incredibly refreshing that that Zoe's colour is never ever mentioned. It, it's it's never even oh. a blip. Yeah, it's, yeah, yeah, exactly. I
3: mean, and... I think part of that is that it's you know set in the future, and I would imagine by then it's like, what, no big deal.
2: I think I think maybe the only big disappointment in in that terms is that they didn't manage to do the same thing with somebody Asian.
3: hmm Right, which would have been a little more appropriate.
2: <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. Oh, Ever. <laughs> I thought Harriet and Melody in, in Melanie, I'm sorry, in general, um, I was really impressed by how much they, um, how much they saw, how much they noticed. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I had a bunch of different notes here about, um, gee, they noticed this and they noticed
3: that. And I'm just yeah. looking. Right. right. Although but, I do have one minor complaint. <laughs> I have to bring just this one. up because of me. But the idea that they think that one of them, and I don't remember which one, said that Wash was a less mature Xander. That just, oh. That was, that, I wrote
1: that down. That was Melanie, according to my notes.
3: Right. Oh, just kill <laughs> me.
4: It, it, well, it's like, because how can you be less mature than Xander?
3: Right, exactly. <laughs> I'm Xander is one of my least favorite characters in all of Joss's stuff. And Wash is probably one of my favorites. And so that was really, like, it, it was like a stick to my heart right there.
1: <laughs> I, was, I was actually trying to figure out where that came from, and the only thing I could figure out was that he was playing with toys. He was playing with the dinosaurs, right? He,
3: but if you listen to what
1: he's saying, right, it's
3: just iron irony and yeah, hilarious banter, but whatever.
4: Well, I, uh, he, he doesn't really do much in this episode. Yeah, okay i mean mm. what, what is it i think is it is it war no, not war stories uh yeah war stories that that you really see the mature side of his character so right. i think it, as it goes on they'll see a little bit more out of
3: it. it's true and and i'm not saying i dislike xander i don't it's just because i there's lots of
2: <laughs> there are times
3: right there are just season
2: three <laughs> right yeah i can i can see how based on those first few minutes you could see it but i love the way i'm I mean, one of the nicest things about the whole series is the transitions and the way he's it it goes from oh god oh god and then the alarm beeps right and that's exactly the right reaction um and you (laughs) you see his face clear um and some of the other things he says i I remember she said that he was uh, annoying um Mm -hmm. and i get that but when you Wash is always the one quietly and sensibly in the background, making mature kind of right. comments. Right. And, um, and he's a pilot. He's got all that technical training, right. all that logic and stuff. So you can see that the uh, the other thing is, a, is an overlay. Right. Uh, and it's a wonderful foil for Zoe, because there's no way you can out-serious Zoe. Right. <laughs> <laughs>
5: That's true. So
2: you may as well go completely in the other direction.
1: True. Yeah, I mean... It. I. Just the fact that, just what you were saying about him being the quiet voice of reason, um, those moments where he says, you know, can I put in a vote for not killing people, or whatever it is he says in this episode. But he says it different ways in different episodes throughout the the series. Mm -hmm. But I think she'll notice that as we go. I don't think the immature version of Xander will last long. No, I don't think it will either.
4: (laughs) Well, and then you'd see, you know, just him in the pilot's chair. I you mentioned about that he has to have all this technical skill. Once he sits down in the pilot's chair, Joker goes away. He's serious and calm and collected until his wife yanks him out and drives him to the bedroom.
5: Mm-hmm.
4: Work, work, work. I
3: think it's <laughs> interesting, the girls didn't bring this up, that um, that this is one of those weird situations where the um, main character is not the pilot. You know, like the captain of the ship is also not the pilot and in most of the, you know, spaceship shows, that's not the case. The captain is the person that, that flies the thing. <laughs> so um, so I always thought that was really kind of neat about Firefly.
1: One of the things that I always love that has to do with exactly what you just said, and I actually made a note of it um, at the end, when we we're talking about what we liked the best was that um it's when kaylee is getting uh jane to help her and you know she says it's simple it's easy and jane opens that thing and just looks at it. <laughs>
5: mm-hmm.
1: you don't get that on any of the other space shows Everybody no. always knows everything about the ship. <laughs> right. They and, know what a
4: transverse and, coupler is.
1: Mm-hmm, right. Mm-hmm. And all the people are, like, interchangeable. Every member of the crew can fly the thing. Mm-hmm. Every member of the crew can be the, you know, can work in the engine room. And that's not usually how real life works, you know. It's true, especially. specialties.
2: Mm. I always liked in that scene how Book... Um, doesn't know it all, doesn't know nothing. He, he just thinks about it for a minute and says, is it this? I, I thought that was neat.
3: Yes. Mm-hmm. Speaking of book, I was pretty impressed that they started speculating on book pretty Good.
4: quickly.
1: Yes. I was
3: like, Well, they yes. didn't give any
4: guesses, but mm-hmm. they at least are thinking about them. It's true. Prepare to be disappointed, was... girls. Um. Well, or they read the comics and find the truth.
3: Yeah, but even the comics I found somewhat disappointing. Even the book comic, I was just like, well.
2: I think they were off in the wrong direction, though, on one. I thought it was interesting that they thought he was running away from something. And I had the impression from that first scene where he's talking about coming out of the Abbey, that, yeah, well, he may have gone into the Abbey, you know, in some big life change, and he's now emerging. So he's, he's really looking to explore and grow now rather than uh, running away.
3: Have you read the, the book comic? Yes. Because according to that, it feels like he is running away.
2: <laughs> well, I, I still don't I still don't get that. Um, I mean, I know he what well, he had to he had to extricate himself from the situation that he was. Well, I mean, I think he was pretty much thrown out. Right. And and As after a that, I situations he had to extricate yeah. himself. from <laughs> And he caused an awful lot of death ultimately for no great gain. And I I that's what makes me think he went into the Abbey. I mean, I think the whole religious thing is totally genuine with him.
5: Yeah.
2: But, mm-hmm. but the, then I thought, then I, it was interesting to watch the episode again, and there's a complete giveaway when he takes Dobson down. It's interesting because he uses two punches. The second one is a totally classic, like swinging right hook. The first one is so short, sharp, vicious, and efficient. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Sorry, rambling.
1: No, that's fine. Right. No, no. Actually, I had noticed that that takedown this time through more than I had other times. The way that it's filmed, it's very hard to really get a good view of what he's doing, but it looks pretty efficient. Yeah.
4: Was anyone else a little bit off-put by their hatred of Jane?
3: <laughs> no. <laughs> I, I, no. I No, because I like the email that Nutty had. Um, said i think they'll i think it was nutty somebody um I, I think that they'll grow to like him i i don't think you're really supposed to like jane in this first episode i was a little surprised that they're just like a badger though yes specifically yeah. the actor and that yeah blew that, my that's mind because, that's different.
0: yeah
3: he's i mean mark Shepherd's in a million billion things and is well loved in all of them. <laughs> so,
2: I, I don't think I can comment because I think I might be biased. <laughs> right? Yes, you, <laughs> you might be. <laughs> oh, <to> Patrick, <laughs> I Um, yeah.
4: did our newbies not get that um, the goods were supposed to look like gold or like some sort of precious metal? Because it was like they were confused of why this these goods are so, you know. Good. It was supposed to look like, you know, gold bars or something,
5: mm-hmm.
4: and then it's supposed to be, you know, kind of ironic that it turns out to be food, which is more important than gold.
1: Yeah, yeah I, I don't think they I was that. surprised that they were confused by by the fact that it was it was a misdirect and and that you weren't supposed to know what the goods were until the end. That did surprise mm-hmm. me a little.
2: I thought they were more just surprised by the complications they were going through, the why there was bad feeling between them and Badger and why I I was surprised that they, that they, they didn't understand the antipathy with Patience towards the end because it wasn't actually this specific transaction, but there was obviously bad blood from there before and Patience is terribly greedy, but
4: yeah. Also, I mean, they gotta, they gotta remember all these people are criminals.
2: Right. they
5: aren't good people
3: but it's it's hard to remember that and I think also um, it's hard to understand the alliance at this point I remember when I first watched being so so confused about the food because I was because like I didn't understand what the alliance was and how that was related to it all and I was really just sort of generally confused but yes, the I, I I think that they maybe didn't get it, but I think it doesn't really matter in the big scheme of things.
1: I it seemed to me that they what they got was the relationships. Um, yeah. I have notes here about how they got the emotional connection between Anara and Mal. They got the mm-hmm. emotional connection between Anara and Kaylee. Oh yeah.
5: They
1: they got the geisha connection. Melanie mentioned the geisha connection right. with Anara. Yes um they got all this about a lot about book they they got a lot of the relationships and it seems like the plot not so much so in in the grand scheme of things the relationships really are what was the important pretty yeah, right. yeah. Mm-hmm.
4: part of that could be because the storyline took so long to come to completion. So I got a So, tired.
3: so mm-hmm. many characters to introduce and mm-hmm. Joss actually talks about that. He said after Angel he learned that he needed to have a big cast, but he learned with Firefly that he needs that he can take his time when introducing them. And that's what he was trying to do with Dollhouse. Um was have a big cast, but he didn't have to introduce them all in one episode. Mhm. Mm. Oh.
2: That's a good lesson. I mean, I think he did an amazing job in, the, in this pilot. But yes, it, it, you didn't have to get everybody in in the first one. Right. That's true.
4: It was kind of strange to me that they called Simon pure. I've always seen him as more naive than pure. Pure? Yeah, they, the girls, they, the girls oh. called Simon pure.
1: I missed that. That
4: was the exact word they used, and I was like, what?
1: <laughs>
2: uh, I, I remember the word pure and impure coming out about Inara.
1: Yeah, yeah. So I yeah. I remember he, that yeah, about a NAR, about it, no. not not about Simon.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I just remember Simon.
1: Simon was adorable. Yeah. Yes,
2: <laughs> which I don't get at all, but okay. Yeah.
1: i
5: will well. leave that to the girls.
2: <laughs> yeah. I did love the misdirection, the the orange the orange uh, sunglasses the shade, at the yeah. beginning and the, uh, <laughs> the the mean look.
5: And <laughs> and also
2: him 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 messing with this um scary technical box when Dobson trips over him. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, relationships. Oh, the the thing about between Mal and Dinara is it just me, but I I've having seen the pilot a couple of times recently. Is that the only time in the entire series that he actually touches her? It might. He puts be. his hand on her shoulder, and I don't think it ever went there again.
4: It might be until the movie.
3: Mm, yeah, mm. I know it just her the movie. Mm. I don't know, maybe in Shindig he does, though.
1: Yeah, in Shindig he definitely touches her, but not like that. Right. Mm-hmm.
3: I remember thinking that Anara was in a relationship with Kaylee.
4: Oh. You can sometimes see, if you turn your head sideways, you can see it.
3: Right. <laughs> I mean, especially, it's not. I don't think it's, it's not this episode, it's the next one, is it the train job with the one when... Um is brushing Kaylee's hair, or Kaylee's brushing Anara's hair. No, I can't remember.
2: You were right it's the Anara brushing time. Kaylee's. Yes, Anara, yeah, Anara, yeah. 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 Kaylee. Yeah. Oh, not well.
3: That that scene in particular, I was like, oh, they're a couple. And then, <laughs> well, I mean, it was no, no. And then,
2: no. So so sisterly, I thought. Well, I was about
4: to say, yeah, you can, you can even take it in the geisha way that you know right. geishas weren't only for sex. Right. They exactly. were literally companions for the evening. Yes. So. Mm-hmm
3: which they elaborate on later so
4: yeah i mean but so that's <laughs> you know yeah Thanks. it's it can be there but
5: i definitely and, but took it I as sisters i too. had
3: seen buffy when i saw this so i so i just thought that was kind of interesting
2: i wondered where he might be going yeah i want to thank ryan actually for bringing that point up because that's kind of a, a pet peeve of mine that's been growing over the years that the whole geisha thing got kind of sidelined, and it kept going more and more in the other direction of the of the Western saloon girls. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And I think it's it's like you said, it's more like hiring a diva for a, a concert for an evening or a couple of days or something, right. or, uh, or or going out with a ballerina. Right. Uh, and if they like you, then it develops. And yes, there are if you're talking about moneyed people, there there are huge gifts and things going around. But it's not the primary thing, right?
3: Well, um, I think that I I, I think that uh, Joss does a pretty good job of trying to outline that, ex- especially when we do see like an old Western Shindig. whorehouse. <laughs> no, I'm talking about Heart of Gold.
2: Heart of Gold, yeah.
3: Um, and I <laughs> think that that uh, it's it's nicely uh, it's a nice foil for that because there is that clear difference between what Anara does and what those girls do.
2: Well, and I thought it was very interesting that somebody like Magistrate Higgins, who in some ways is so unpleasant, treated her with such respect.
5: Mm-hmm.
2: Sorry, Ryan, you started to speak.
4: Yeah, I, I was going to clarify what I meant by starting to talk about Shindig, was that with that you saw, no, it's the actual, the companion that's mm-hmm. in charge of the relationship. Right. It's not the customer's always right. Yeah. You know.
3: That's true. All right, back to this episode. <laughs> right. um, I uh, uh, I was thinking that I really did like that they um, mentioned the stuff about Kaylee and Kaylee Recruiting Book. That is one of my favorite scenes as well. <laughs>
4: mm-hmm. and talking of about color
5: there.
3: Yes, and of course that parasol. I mean, that's so iconic to Firefly that picture
1: well it also it starts setting Kaylee up as you know that girly girl that Kaylee Mm -hmm. is a girly girl mechanic (laughs) yeah just because you're a mechanic does not you know doesn't mean you can't be a girly girl I know I always like that These
4: are pretty dresses
1: yes Yes. that's one of my favorite scenes in the entire series her with the dress hanging on the wall. <laughs> All right, we'll get to that later. <laughs> I know, I know.
3: But we may not be here it's for that. true, it's true. All right. Um, and what do you guys think about their thoughts on the characters? Oh.
2: I thought it was very perceptive of them to see that Jane was actually going to pull a double cross at some point.
5: Oh,
1: I know. <laughs> Although I think oh, that... That was pretty well
4: almost stated. stated.
1: That was really okay. in your face.
4: The money wasn't good enough this time. Mm-hmm.
5: Mm. Well, I
1: wonder what'll happen when it is good enough. Well do that'll you think be a that
3: really good so. Do you think the girls will give up on that idea after a several episodes when nothing happens?
4: Yeah, no. I think by the Oh really? No. I, don't think so. I hope by the time the Ariel comes around, they'll uh, Ariel whatever. I was say,
3: from... What? <laughs> there, there's a,
4: there's a girl in my work. Her name is Ariel, but she has everyone pronounce it Ariel.
3: So. Oh, so it's good. I can understand. Oh. Okay.
4: So by the time Ariel comes around, hopefully they will have uh, at least not be looking for it.
2: See, I was left a little uncertain after that scene at the end of this one, where he says the money isn't good enough, because I had trouble in. Being working out how he was going to come up with more money, because what Dobson offered him was quite a lot. Do we know that he didn't give Dobson?
1: Exactly. I've Um, always wondered whether, you know, I mean, he got that razor blade or whatever it was somehow.
2: mm Mm-hmm. True.
3: True, but you never know how much money they had hanging around. I mean, like, because they didn't... It's not like they have very... They get a chance to stop very often. So any money that they get they may have to hang on to if they're in an outer planet until they can get to a place like Persephone.
2: But he was talking about enough to buy a, a ship with, which right. sounds like it would be a lot to Jane. But be- as you say, maybe maybe Jane did go along with it and then it didn't work out.
1: And Jane may not have gotten his payday. After all, Dobson wasn't exactly around to pay him at the end there.
2: Yeah, he wasn't in a situation to authorize anything, was he?
1: No. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I
4: like that they,
2: that they liked Kaylee. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, one of them,
4: I don't know if it was Harriet or Melanie, mentioned that usually she doesn't like that character that you're supposed to like, but that Kaylee won't let her dislike her. That uh, Kaylee definitely is the Willow or Fred of this
2: show. Right. I better like her. What? Uh, but like yeah, they were they were right. The the writing and the acting in this particular case combined to make it incredibly believable. Oh yeah, totally. Yeah.
1: I remember thinking when I first saw it, just being so impressed at how likable Jewel State could be without making her saccharine or just annoying. Exactly. And man, if anyone has ever seen Wonderfalls,
3: mm-hmm. she's in yeah. that and it's like night and day really? <laughs> she is very dislikable this is true <laughs> and it's just mind-blowing but yes um and i i agreed with um i think it was harriet i want to say who was saying that she she never wants to like the character that everybody else likes and <sighs> she, and she knew that kaylee was that going to be that person but she couldn't help herself that was totally the way I am, because I'm always, when people are like, oh, I love Willow, I'm like, yeah, yeah, whatever. You know, <laughs> you know and I like Willow, but, but at the same time, I, I do tend to do that, like, oh, everybody likes that person. <laughs> yeah. But with Kaylee, you just can't help it.
2: No. I, th- I think one of the key differences there is that Will- Willow's lack of self-confidence was always kind of a little barrier, and, and Kaylee doesn't have that at all. She's totally happy being who she is.
3: Yeah, she's so happy.
2: Even when Mal, one of the one of my favorite touches is when when they're teasing her, when they're bringing stuff into the hold, and she just leans over and kisses Mal, cause, cause she knows um, it's you know it's not meaningful.
3: Mhm, totally.
2: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I love my Captain Pine. Yeah, yeah. Yep.
3: The one that they quoted, which was awesome. Yeah. Um, I also really liked that they were very curious about River, and of course, who wouldn't be at this point. So, um, so I, I'm really interested to see once we get going their their speculation about what the heck is happening with River.
1: Yeah, I like that they like the contradictions because Lord knows they're going to get plenty more.
5: <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
2: Oh. Uh, yeah, I was I was amazed on how they picked up on on little things about uh, you know that 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 tiny shot of the, uh, when Kaylee's hurt um, with Jane looking on through the window. Yeah. And stuff well, like that.
4: That was Tabs that mentioned that, wasn't it? Yeah, I
3: think it was Tabs that mentioned oh. that. Oh. Yeah.
4: Um, but what's it? Never mind. I have something, but it
5: flew away.
3: <laughs> um, I was really stunned, though, that uh, I think it was Melanie didn't like the theme song.
4: Yes, I have that written in big letters, all caps. <laughs> I, I do everything. too. Melanie,
1: yeah, it was Melanie who hated the theme song. I was like, oh, you're kidding.
4: <laughs> I actually and she it said that. it's because it was country.
3: Right, I don't like country. But I love that song It's a western, it may, what do
1: you expect? It may grow on her Maybe I wouldn't worry about it too much
3: I always I felt, loved that song though And I've never liked country
1: I felt like the things that they didn't like Were all things that Give them time Right. I have a feeling they'll, they'll come around That's just the first time I've ever
3: heard Anything like that Where people didn't just love the theme song It's just surprising
2: yeah, I it didn't think strike me as country. It, it definitely kind of was more resonant of of old westerns. Yeah. But that that's what you were just saying about people not not getting things. I was very surprised. Um, I have a a niece, and I think she was twenty three when we had this discussion, and she'd never seen a western. Oh yeah. And yeah, and I, it just made me think. You know, maybe. That's a real problem with the market because there are there's a whole generation of people who've hardly ever seen a western
1: yeah, that's true. I had that with my son as well. Um, I have to keep reminding myself that he doesn't have that whole background of westerns. I've shown him a couple, but it's just not from his time
2: mm-hmm. yeah. And, and and some of the more recent ones tend to be more gritty and more cynical so that that whole clip at the end with with mal talking to Simon and essentially esp- you know spouting the code of the West um, yeah. that was a real nostalgia bump for me yeah.
5: Just, I,
4: yeah the old westerns are just you know more I'm gonna say that black and white but as far as their morality goes good is good and bad is bad and Apparently, no one in the cinema likes that these days. Mm.
2: Well, I, I I do still like that, but I love the fact that people uh, are able to bring up so many more nuances and and it's so that it's hard to work out what is properly right and isn't.
5: Right.
4: I figured out what I was going to say. Um, I liked. There's, there's that one scene in the pilot that, like, it, just like they said, that I've always thought was one of the most beautifully shot scenes was that scene with Anara, when she's, she's saying something to someone about, you know, why she's here, and then it cuts away to her. Mm-hmm. It's like an introspective shot of her, I don't know, thinking about whatever her past was.
5: Mm-hmm. It's
4: just beautifully shot. I'm, I'm glad that they like that, too.
5: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, it's it's like one of those shots in um, objects in space where 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 you're seeing you appear to be seeing what's going on. And then you get that fraction of a second where you see what River's seeing inside their head. Right. And it was the same kind of cut. It suddenly realized, you know, what you were seeing was her internal thought about, well, life's not all beautiful. And then it instantly cuts back to she's being polite and engaging. Right.
3: All right. Um. Anything else anyone wants to throw out there about the girls and their impressions of the show?
4: I just hope they start liking Jane again. (laughs)
3: Because
4: he's not going to change, so they better.
3: (laughs) (laughs) He changes a little bit. He gets likable.
1: He, I don't even know that he's likable as far as I'm concerned. He's just fun.
4: Enjoyable, yeah. He's
1: enjoyable, exactly, exactly. I don't know. I think when you see him in Out of Gas,
3: I think I think that's when he really starts to get what I would call a little bit likable. And um, the message when you get his letter from his mom,
4: Jamestown. Yes,
3: Jamestown. Yes, sorry.
4: They're gonna they're gonna have fun with that one. Exactly.
3: So you know, Shit. I think there's good things on the horizon for
4: that. Oh yeah, it was a good start for him though.
3: Yeah. Yeah, I was also thinking how interesting it is, um, watching it twice, I think, really helped clear things up. Yeah. And I thought that was fascinating, because I remember things being pretty hazy after I watched it the first time. But now it all makes sense. (laughs) Okay, well, what did you guys, did you have anything else you wanted to add, Marie?
2: No, I thought it was interesting that she actually went back and watched the second time.
3: Right. Well, the potential cast, um, a lot of them do that. So uh, both those girls are sort of following the model of the potential cast. Yeah, and um, and that is what the majority of the potential cast folks do is they watch through the episode twice. Hmm. Um, all right. Uh, so what were your thoughts on the episode as a whole, like including the intro, and outro bits.
4: I love that theme song that, that Jeff got going. Oh, the
3: Marion the theme kind of song. Kind of jazz,
4: kind of thing. That, oh man. Yeah,
3: that's yes. Marion She's a um, she's a big brown coat and a really amazing artist and has a lot has written a lot of Firefly based um songs that are all for sale. She performs. That's her career so she, it's pretty awesome um, and it, thank you to her for letting us use her song for our stuff because it's awesome she's amazing
4: she is I, type in her name in the uh, message thing so I can look her up and maybe buy some of her stuff because oh, I really enjoyed that
3: Marion call yeah no problem um, and what did you guys think of uh, of Mal I thought
2: oh, that, was that was a you. nice touch yeah <laughs> The Between
4: the lines, Mal. Right. Nice. Yes.
3: That's him.
4: Maybe you can get the Between the Lines Badger to uh, <laughs> record one too. Perhaps
1: we can. <laughs> but but they don't like Badger.
3: <laughs> You're right. Yeah, I know they don't like Jane either. So Brian's doomed too. But whatever. <laughs> they don't even know about Jed yet, so it's all
2: no, I, I really like the um, the episode structure. Yeah, so the, mm-hmm. the, the way that it was brought together and the uh, and the, the way they were led to it and wrapped up, nice. Good. Okay.
1: It moved along well, and um, and they got a chance to give their insights, which, as I say, I was very impressed by um, by their insights about the relationships and and who these people actually were, and that was that was very clear i thought the podcast went very well Good. and finally
3: tell us a little bit about your own favorite characters you guys have gotten a chance to to riff a little bit on that but um anyone want to elaborate now that you've seen the whole thing was there like a character that you loved that you loved less or one that you hated and started to like more that kind of thing
4: ladies first carol
1: Oh, you. <laughs>
5: uh,
1: this is one of my worst questions because <laughs> I I'm really bad at favorites. I I find joy in many many characters. Um I think interestingly enough, probably the one that and I know this is this is blasphemy, but the one I liked least, if I had to pick, would be Wash. And mm. I know, I know. <laughs> Luckily, you can't throw daggers at me. I... <laughs>
4: or a big spear through your window. That's right.
5: That's right. It was on the oh. other night.
3: I had I had to run into the kitchen and go la 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 until <laughs> that was over. My husband was like, "All right, it's fine, it's done now," and I was crying anyway. Sad. Anyway, sorry.
5: <laughs>
1: yeah but i mean it's not that i don't like wash i like wash just fine it's just if i have to choose you know as but favorite it's so hard i guess it's almost like whoever's having a really good scene right (laughs) that's a good answer
2: (laughs) next i'm in the same boat as carol i have to confess i really find it difficult to pick out because they they're all such important pieces and they each Show all the others off to wonderful benefit, you know, so each one of them is glorious for for some aspect that they bring to it And I you know, I I think what I've heard a lot of people say is that they all represent Aspects of Mal that he has trouble getting in touch with is probably very true Mm -hmm. Um, uh, I love the way they they help each other to to shine Go ahead Ryan
4: Okay. I am a huge Zoe fan. I absolutely love her. She Mm. is by far my favorite character. Uh, I just like the way she can bring the, you know, just badass one minute and then be completely feminine at the exact same time instead of, you know, being badass, macho woman and then and and not and, and be more masculine. Um, I think that, um, gina torres just can be both at the same time and it's just a wonderful thing to see
3: that's awesome especially considering you love angels so much yeah it would seem like you might be willing to get turned off by her
4: (laughs) well i i i gotta say i'm like you with with what or i'm like carol with um i'm like you with wash being stabbed through the chest When Jasmine comes on screen, I kind of just turn off. (laughs) For that matter, when Connor comes on screen too, but (laughs) oh, okay,
3: that's a whole other podcast again.
5: Uh. But anyway,
4: yeah, I just, I just, and plus she is part of my very favorite Joss relationship.
5: So
1: that's the, the great thing about the casting on this. I, I think in some ways the most inspired thing that Joss did on this show was the casting because it is very difficult to play a character like zoe and you see actresses forcing out you know they they think that being tough or being i just had this big when i was when i was watching the episodes like zoe is badass mm-hmm. um they push it and they feel like they've got a you know like and it and it just comes out of gina Torres. you know you just it's just there Right. You just leave it, and it's the same way with Kaylee. She's just, you know, Sweet that and cheerfulness happy. is not being pushed. It's just oozing out of her, and it goes with all the, ca- you know, the actors are just Doing an incredible job on the show.
3: Well, I'd have to say that for me, I, I really do love them all. I'd say of of the characters, um, I definitely, I really do love Wash. I love Kaylee. I, I get less interested in book, um, yeah, but, but other than that, no, I, I mean, everybody's so great, I mean, I mean, even the ones I'm, like, I am less interested in are still amazing characters, so,
4: yeah,
3: (laughs) um, so, yeah, overall,
4: yeah, I'm not a big fan of Simon, but, you know, Sean Marr, I think is how he has it pronounced, yeah. is mm-hmm. a, is a very good actor and he does it well. I just not a fan of the character. Right.
2: So see so- yeah, see whenever whenever anybody says they're not a fan of, I I just it just brings all the good stuff to me. I think it's incredible the way that that character goes to the edge for his sister all the time, when right. you wouldn't expect him to have that kind of fortitude.
5: I like what he's not it saying.
2: He I don't is. like him. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I see.
3: <laughs> I like it when he's like totally clueless with Kaylee.
1: <laughs> like
3: he oh, I don't the
5: it's...
1: the pig. <laughs> fetus. There's such great contradictions to those characters because I, I mean, here he is so he, he's so, so devoted to his sister, and he and he knows the right things to say to his sister. I mean, when right. in this episode, when he, you know, she's saying, "I thought you wouldn't come for him." for me and it doesn't get all sappy and stuff he just says well you're a dummy and you know it's the right thing to say for her Mm -hmm. and yet he's so clueless when it comes to what when he's sticking his foot in his mouth every time around kaylee right almost everybody else hmm
2: how come nobody ever ever mentions that about inara's ability to interact with mal you know she knows how to manage relationships and um and 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 smooth over social interactions and get people into the mindset that she needs them to be in And she just can't do that with Mal and she can't bring herself to To uh, I don't know if it's that she can't bring herself to bring sort of cold professional uh, logic to how to manage that I think Maybe with, that's what it is. I
3: think with her when it comes to Mal though She's just trying to keep him at arm's length because she knows that she can't maintain that professionalism that she wants to be able to maintain. And mm-hmm. so she just tries to keep him at arm's length. I don't see her sort of being like a doofus and putting her foot in her mouth all the time, like with Simon. I see her just going, yeah, okay, this is one that I know I can't quite handle, so I'm going to have to tread carefully.
4: Mm-hmm. Well, she makes a... Um, a um... I mentioned to I think it's the book um uh, that you know Mal is a mystery to her and or maybe book says um something to her about why she's so interested in him because so few men are a mystery to her. Hmm. So it's that's what keeps her there is because she can't figure out Mal and that he's such a different man than what she's used to seeing.
3: Mhm. On purpose cuz he's so private, you know, she doesn't even know like um, like with the girls brought up like the stuff about the cross and yeah. and him losing his you know religion
5: Maybe.
3: and um, and I you know I don't think that's information that he shares so anara doesn't know that about him and that's the kind of thing that she would need to know to figure him out
1: also he's not a customer right and there's a big big difference between, you know, how she would treat a customer and how she would treat her landlord. Yes. (laughs) All right. We have done a lot of chatting. I think
5: it's (laughs)
3: time for us to move on. You guys were delightful. Um, I really, you know, hope the girls, once they get a chance to hear this, (laughs) um, have some appreciation for the things that we had to say and hopefully all of the listeners got a kick out of the chance for people to react to our uh, intro cast and I think that does it for this episode right.
4: Mm. well thanks for having us
3: thank you all as well is there any place that anyone can find you on the internet that they should be looking
4: I I'm on Twitter uh, at phi kappa three zero four. It's p h i k a p p a three zero four. Uh, also, you know, tune in to Bluecast if you're a fan of Arrested Development, or even if you've never seen the show, you can watch it along with us. Right.
1: I'm hiding, so no, you can't find me. Okay, you. awesome. I know Carol could be found in the potential cast group. Oh, that's <laughs> right.
2: Uh, I don't have anything uh, uh, verse or sci-fi related now. So, awesome.
1: okay. Well, that's.
2: But if anybody, awesome. if anybody wants to look me up under Phoenix Taiko Kai, they're welcome.
3: <laughs> All right. Okay. Well, thank you guys again so very much, and uh, can't wait to hear what the girls think of the train job. Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah. That could be interesting. <laughs>
5: right, bye. 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 Bye.
2: From the dark side of the moon You'll know that
0: that's me Baby, you'll know I'm there The reception's lousy, baby But the view's beyond compare. So if you want to call shotgun, I'm a rocket Well, you it, baby Still part of quadruplez.com and the Between that's the Lines Studios me. Network. Our theme song is Gotta Fly by Marion Call. Make sure to check out her music by visiting marioncall.com This podcast is produced under a Creative Commons license. If you like what you heard, please consider dropping a donation at our website, Quadruple or visiting one of our ad sponsors. Join us next time for an episode with our newbies. Send your own reactions or comments on an upcoming episode to between the lines studios at gmail.com.
5: Grr. Gah. Yay me.